Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Right Guys Podcast, where we sit and talk about how we think 44 Magnum is around everybody should love. And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Josh. Welcome back to another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling, and Max, I love the 44 Magnum. You gotta be careful. My wife doesn't know about this yet. Just remember, I, I, I didn't say anything until you blew the, you like, <laughs> like buried the lead right there. You won't. You, you, oh, 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 I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know about 44 magazines. <laughs> oh, no, she doesn't know what calibers I have. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the get... Right Guys Podcast, where Max has to leave right after this episode to go buy a gun he bought on a credit card his wife doesn't know about. <laughs> right before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> hey there was a record number of black friday purchases this week for yeah farmers. yeah Dude, it was it was it's like people were like i want my guns yeah no they it, were exercising was... their right which i really appreciated you know and you know those aren't private transfers so like they're always like oh well these could be in blue states where they're private yeah. transfers no these are these are black friday deals yeah and uh they know it hopefully hopefully the background check doesn't take that long uh, I, I wish, I wish I would have gotten my Texas concealed carry license. Yeah, yeah. Because I think then it, it's a little bit easier, but you don't have to because we have constitutional carry. Hey, did you know I have to wait three <laughs> days now? Three days. Oh, really? Two hours. Mm-hmm. Telling you, you so, should you should link up and sue. Yeah. You know, find, uh, find a group. Uh, there sue. actually was a lawsuit, but the judge said to go ahead and uh, allow it to continue. So they didn't. RM. Geo Rocky Mountain yeah. Gunners Association, right? Sued. Yeah, over that it. hasn't that hasn't ended, but he just basically said, "I think it's fine, so we'll let it stay while we have the trial." Yeah, I read that. That was pretty bogus. It, did um, you expect anything less in Colorado? No, Colorado's fallen. You got yeah, get it's 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 a uh, it's turned into like a blue stronghold, and I never thought like growing up it was different, right? It's yeah. totally different. So, <sighs> gun stuff on the horizon, man. I know. Well, that's what we're talking about today because the Democrats have introduced a bill mm-hmm. that we'll get into it, but it it bans everything. Oh yeah. If you have a gun, unless you have a semi-automatic gun that's just direct blowback, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which um, you might, they tend to be more like pocket pistols. Yeah. Every other semi-automatic firearm with a detachable magazine would just be banned. Yeah, done. It said regulated, so I don't even know what that Regu- means. Regulated, regulated, what does that mean? so yeah. that you can't purchase anymore, and you can't transfer them if you already own them. But it looks like there might be some mechanism to transfer them to a family member or a direct family member if you had to, yeah. like as a inheritance thing. Um, no, it's bad, and this is what they. This is their dream. All these oh, yeah. years that they've said, oh, well, we want to go mm-hmm. after ARs based on the features. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can't have a gun with a pistol grip. You can't have a gun with a bayonet lug or a flash suppressor, a flash hider, or yeah. a, a threaded barrel, right? Or threaded a, magazine. A barrel shroud. Buttstock. Yeah, but uh, adjustable buttstock. They've, they've abandoned all of that. And they've admitted, basically, that everything they've ever claimed was horseshit. And that they actually want to go after the semi-automatic action of the firearm part with the moving pieces itself. Mm-hmm. And specifically, they're saying that it's too dangerous. It's just too dangerous for anyone to be, for any civilian, not 
government, which we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. That's what <clears throat> really caught me about it, is the number of agencies that were exempt. Let me let me scroll down to that. It just blew my so, mind. But yeah, yeah it, and it it, it 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 would take every gun that has essentially been made since what what did you say earlier? Nineteen hundred. So technology that goes back well over one hundred and twenty years. Into the eighteen eighties. Right? Into the eighteen eighties. <laughs> two twenty. Two hundred twenty plus years, and would illegalize it, even though you have a right to it, mm-hmm. and it belongs to you. The government can't actually give you or take away that right because they don't grant it. Keep going. So yeah, keep going. This All is right. this, this is the section where it says. The paragraph right above talking about all the guns that people can't own anymore if this passes shall not apply to the importation or manufacture by or for sale or transfer to or possession by or under the authority of the United States or any department or agency thereof or a state or tribe or a department agency or political subdivision thereof. And then the part that freaked Josh out was it also doesn't apply to the uh, atomic energy agencies. The, the Department, away. Department of Energy, invented, right? <laughs> yes. Which the reason for that is the obviously the Department of Energy, they don't really deal a whole lot in like crude oil and what we tend to believe our energy. A lot of that agency is about nuclear power plants and nuclear power plant safety. Sure. So they don't technically fall under the umbrella of a law enforcement department. But um, this is just in there to make sure that anyone dealing with nuclear power plants. Sure. Um, even if they're not technically law enforcement, that they'd be able to have them. But it's just really strange. Yeah. I'll take this off the screen. I want to find the actual language because they have like a little cheat sheet mm-hmm. yeah. where you can, where they explain it. Yeah. I guess, right, I, yeah. I, I guess we can start with that. Yeah. Let's, just let's so people there. can understand. Mm-hmm. They have a nice little flow chart for whether or not you can keep the gun. So the first question they have you ask is the firearm semi-automatic? Yes or no? Ooh. <laughs> if the yes answer, no. if the answer is no, congratulations, you can keep it. It's not regulated. If the answer is yes, they have a few more questions for you. Ooh. Is it All gas right. operated? No, that's that's the difference between direct blowback. Direct blowback is just harnessing recoil, whereas gas operated is ch- taking a little bit of the gases from that cartridge as it leaves the barrel and pu- and redirecting it back to move the bolt backwards yeah. um so if i was ignorant of this i would think that it's being run by gas yeah you know what i'm saying like in the way it's written like did you know that guns were it takes gas to run them they sound so dangerous max keep going i'm sorry yeah. i just well it, the ignorant, it, it would sound crazy yeah and it i find it very interesting that direct blowback guns there are some guns that are direct blowback and they and they work and and that's fine but most of the guns you're going to find that are direct blowback are older guns. They're chambered in like 32 ACP. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. very light. And the old pocket pistols, yeah. The old pocket pistols. And the argument from gun control activists has always been that the pocket pistols are Saturday night specials and therefore should be banned because they're too cheap. And the direct blowback is just too cheap of an operation and it's too, therefore, too accessible for gangs and, and, criminals so th- they always wanted to ban them now like with Feinstein. this yeah now with this legislation the guns that for years they've said are too dangerous for civilians to own are now the only ones you'd be able to own that are semi-automatic that wait wait, wait i'm confused so <laughs> the old ones are really, really dangerous i don't know if i have any oh yes i do hold on i have an old gun i mean i've got a a new gun that's an old gun 
that uses the same texture. Oh, oh, he's, he's disappeared off the screen. And you know, it, it, it's it's a it, it is a directly blowback operated weapon. I mean, you 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 pull the trigger, this this hammer goes forward, right? It's the caliber, and it goes backwards. You know, stiff spring, safety's on. I did check this firearm, but that's really simple. That's blowback operated, oh. right? Oh yeah, I, I don't even know why I just got up. I have that right next to me. Yeah, like those kinds of guns would be. Because um, you wanted to show off the the fun guns like this. Like oh, that uh, one's to pretty. What is that? It's a Tokarev. This is the okay. Russians' attempt to copy the 1911. Yeah, yeah. But there's really no moving parts here. There's no there's no attempt yeah. to channel the gas away. Yeah. The only thing that moves the slide backwards is the energy generated by the actual cartridge going off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowback operation. I don't know why I just got up to get this one. I have a 1911 right next to me. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, you had it before the show, but look, it's just simple, right? It's it's yeah. mechanically, it's simple. This is over 1911, so 2011, it was 100 years old, right? It's 100 and some odd years old. Don't expect me to do math live on the air, but this would be illegal, Max, wouldn't it? By the yeah. So where do I go with this? Where do I go with this? What do you mean by gas operated? Is it the blowback or is it gas operation through a tube, like in a barrel? Well, that's that's what. They, they don't really explain here. <laughs> okay. They don't really that. explain it all that well. Okay. okay. Um, let me see if I can find it. They basically know just enough to be dangerous. Gas operated. You Long think it's stroke. purposely vague and not just because they're dumb? Or is it a combination? So they're talking about pistons. So interestingly, a lot of gas operated guns don't incorporate a piston. The AK forty seven would, yeah, but a lot of ARs don't. I mean, you can yeah. get a piston, yeah, you can yeah, get yeah, an AR, right. you, but a lot of that, ARs right. don't. Um, They're gas impingement system, right? Which is uh, interesting, and this is the stuff they want to get rid of, which scares me. So it traps or oh vents gas from the barrel. Okay. Um, so that probably would count as the AK, as the AR. Wow. Um, or wow. a hybrid system. That combines elements of the system to Oh, here we go. Or wow. a blowback operated system. Oh my gosh. So that's where you get into something like this MP5. Oh. Where the MP5 doesn't have a gas system the way it has a direct blowback. Interesting. So it's it's weird that like oh they're saying that it's possible to have an AR uh, to have a semi-automatic gun that's legal as long as it's not gas operated. But direct blowback and either even roller delayed blowback firearms like this MP5 usually don't fall under that category of gas operated. But this does. That would because, because this it's does. evil. It's evil, Josh. But it's old technology, Max, and it's been around for a long, long time. And, and here and th this one, this one also makes it seem like there is no exception. A recoil operated system that utilizes the recoil force to unlock the breech bolt. That's all oh semi-automatics. That's all semi-automatics. Every, every Glock, every yeah, three P, or P320, every P365. Yeah, you know, every every. They, uh, well, included, what about a shot? They've well, included gas, yeah. piston, blowback, Back. and recoil. There's no other. I mean, I guess you could have like electrically manipulated semi-automatic. Well, there, yeah. <laughs> right, like you can use like, you use a motor. It'd be like a Gatling gun at that point. Does that one count? Well, no, that, that, that that's that's just that wouldn't be semi-automatic because Gatling guns don't usually fall under semi-automatics. Yeah, I was going to say if you had a handheld crank. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gatling yeah, gun. Yeah. Does that fall yeah. under? Because that's one you can technically own because you have to yeah. mechanically operate it, right? Well, no, they have parts in this that say that's illegal too. Oh my god! So it would get yeah. rid of even that. It, yeah. it, so are you telling me here that they're trying to get rid of every gun that has been manufactured since, say, 1911, 1910? Where would that? Where does that start? Well, you the problem I mean? is the problem is that end? they claim that there are semi-automatic firearms that would be allowed, but this basically says everything would be banned. This is something else in, in the bill that it would ban the manual power-driven or electronic device that is primarily designed or redesigned so that if the device is attached to a semi-automatic firearm, the device materially increases the rate of fire of the firearm or approximate the action or rate of fire of a machine gun. Now, that would be ruled unconstitutional because that is vague. There are machine guns that shoot very fast. Yeah. And there are machine guns that shoot very slowly. Not oh, every yeah. machine gun shoots very very quickly so right here i mean there are machine guns out there that fire much slower than a semi-automatic would if you just pull the trigger as yeah. fast as you can oh grease like, gun world war ii slow oh, yeah grease gun slow some of them are fast some of them are slow though the, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a gun that came off the assembly line <laughs> and you had no yeah, idea yeah, how yeah, fast yeah. it was gonna it was fire sheet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that <Yeah>. was good <laughs> sometimes they were fast sometimes they were slow and they started handing out little devices to try and manipulate how fast it could go it was a cheap you gotta slow. do what you gotta Some do slow it was like i know it's like i'm good control but i could just bum, 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 yeah. if i really want to right but in a situation like that where you have a machine gun that's shooting somewhere around 60 70 80 rounds a minute mm -hmm. that's not fast no. that's a little bit more than one round a second yeah. which you can do with a bolt action rifle easily yeah Yes, <laughs> we can do it with um, a lot of guns. It, yeah, they, they used to do the Mad Minute with the Lee Enfield rifles and the British. You oh. had to see how many shots you could take in a minute. And they got 10, 20, 30 shots right. <laughs> out, of this, out of this gun. Wow. So wow. 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 I have a hard time. I'll take this down off the screen. What really is annoying me now is I went into this actually believing mm -hmm. that what they put forward in their little explainer was real. But we just proved in about 10 seconds that it's not real. Yeah. They claim that you, you'd you be able to keep owning a non-gas-operated semi-automatic firearm, but the legislation is written to exclude pretty much every other type of semi-automatic firearm. All right, can you think of any other type other than, I mean, there's blowback, there's more delayed blowback. Yeah. Um, I'm just going through what hasn't already been covered. There, there were these weird electronic ignition systems where you could pack several bullets in there, but they'd have the powder. They'd be caseless, right? That's not then, really a machine gun because that's a bunch of little guns. Yeah. Together. Yeah. And then the bullet You're basically firing 100 there, guns. Right. Yeah. And it, it would shoot like 100 rounds instantly. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Right? Yeah. But it had, a, it had 100 barrels. You so also it's need actually, to mount it's actually 100 tank guns. or something, yeah. right? You just can't make that happen. And if you did, you'd, you'd expend all your rounds in like less than a second. So it'd be kind of useless as a weapon. It'd be a one shot and you're done sort of thing. But that's it. Everything else would be banned. Like I would even think that there was, what about shotguns that do the same thing? They they blow through and the devastation, yeah. like shotguns are amazing weapons when used properly. They're... Well, well here's, the next, here's the next pit on here. Is the firearm a recoil operated handgun, semi-automatic shotgun or 22 caliber or less rimfire weapon? If they say yes, then apparently it's 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 legal to own, even though all that language in there says that it wouldn't be. 
So maybe they ha they've added exceptions for that. But then you have to go to the next thing and say, does the rifle or shotgun have a permanently fixed capacity of 10 or less? Does the handgun have a permanently fixed capacity of 15 or less? Really? So just, just so we're absolutely freaking clear. Um, where did I just put it? What is they're it talking before? about. Yeah. So this is, this would technically, it looks like it would apply because this is a recoil operated handgun. Yeah. But what they're saying is, if you retain the ability to push this button and drop the mag, you're not allowed to own it anymore. But that's the fundamental to how the, that particular firearm works, though. So basically, the only way you'd be able to do this is if you... Uh, I don't have anything around here I can actually illustrate it. If you had this permanently affixed, and then when the slide racks back, they'd expect you to feed it from a stripper clip. Which there are some handguns like that. A very small number. Um, yeah. Steyr made a handgun like that in World War One. Interesting. Um, where Interesting. the expectation was that you would reload it from the actual top with a stripper clip. But that's the only one I can think of. But they so, would still have blowback operation. They would still start falling yeah. under all these caveats. What's crazy is like what's in this... This diagram here isn't like syncing up with what's going on in there, which is kind of weird. No, not really. No. Oh no. wait, they would do that on purpose. Yeah, and make it make it really confusing. That. So you go to prison forever. So it was the Steyr oh, M. Oh. Here we go. The Steyr M nineteen twelve is old. the gun. So this is as I I I got it right. World War One. I've seen and that. And yeah. so you see right here on this yeah. part of the firearm, that's where the slide would would lock open, and you'd load it from the top. With this, I don't even think it does have the ability to remove that. Um, that was just Surely. how you did it. Yeah, it's kind of so, a beautiful design. I kind of like it. That. Is it, it is? It's beautifully like not practical. <laughs> yeah, right. Like in a world where you could say, "Excuse me, good sir, I must reload." <laughs> cease, cease your bombardments. <laughs> Allow me to reload. Yes. Like in in that kind of civilized moment. world, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but anyone who's ever used a stripper clip knows that like, <laughs> if you, if you can avoid it, you want to avoid it. Yeah. And if you, um, if you screw up and you leave your thumb in there, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. So, okay. So if you have a detachable magazine on your shotgun mm -hmm. or rifle done, and if you have a fixed magazine that holds 16 or more rounds, also a big no, no, which that calls into question what about rifles that allow you to fire different types of ammunition so there are different types of i'm going to try and figure if i remember the exact ones but basically you know how like 44 magnum and 44 special can both be fired oh yeah, yeah. There, that's the there, barrel. The there are calibers. there are certain calibers in semi-automatic rifles that fire from a tube magazine directly below the barrel where you can either use a long cartridge or a short mm -hmm. cartridge one example of that would be a 12-gauge shotgun. So you can have a 3-inch shell, a 2.5-inch shell, or you can have short shells, which literally can be like an inch and a half. Yeah. And in a firearm, it might be designed to hold 3-inch shells, and then maybe, okay, it can hold 4 or 5. Mm -hmm. But if you put those cut-down shells, those little nubby shells in, all of a sudden it can hold 20 or it can hold 15, yeah. right? Yeah. In that situation... That would be banned too, because it has the capability to hold too much ammunition. 
But that doesn't make any sense, though. Why, why would you criminalize the act it, of just putting ammunition in your firearm? It's like the difference. It's like it's like a like a like a tube fed twenty two rifle, twenty two long rifle that can also fire fire twenty two short. Yeah, and if I had right. an extended tube, I mean, I could get more rounds in there. But anyway, that's just really weird. There are some shotguns where I could get ten rounds into. Like in Benelli M4, right? Yeah. And there's even some of those Russian shotguns that you can put a 12 gauge round in plus a 22 caliber, right? And yeah. it's triple barreled in a way that you could have a 762 fire, yeah. just depending on which trigger you yeah. pulled, right? Which yeah. are really cool looking rifles, but that would also be a multi caliber rifle that would be banned, even though it's a break action. So, an example, an example would be um, a 22 long rifle semi-automatic with a tube magazine that can hold 14 rounds of 22 long rifle if you put 22 short in it you usually can fit about 20 which would make it illegal but then the 22 that's exempted would also be illegal just for those reasons it's only exempted oh no i guess it would be exempted we'd have to read it? it we have to read it because there's other ones there's like there's like 32 long 32 short sure there's 44 long there's a 44 short 38 uh, long, 38, short. It, it's just it's, too complicated. Right. It's it's getting too confusing, right? Yeah. And I think this is by design. But <laughs> And it's written by, by people. It's written by people who don't even bother to try to learn about it. It's you know, written by people who want to, who write legislation to ban a barrel shroud, then go on Tucker Carlson's show years ago. Ask, they're asked, what is a barrel shroud? And they say, it's the shoulder thing that goes up. As if that makes any sense we've played this on the everyone's seen that yeah, clip. Yeah. it's an old clip um they don't know what they're talking about but they know just enough to make this so complicated that it's impossible to legally maneuver this even if we wanted to legally maneuver through it which we don't <laughs> yeah but if it were to get passed you would then have to yeah you would then have to. and then that leaves everything to be so open-ended it would it would most likely criminalize everything that you have a right to have that's a scary place to be. I mean, that would make every American who's ever owned a firearm or in possession of a firearm, even if it was a hundred plus years old, they would make them a criminal overnight. Is, is that is, if they, if they try to transfer it? Yeah. If they try to buy it. Yeah. And now here is, they, they also make it illegal for you to build one of these, obviously. But in a world where you're not forced to register them with the government, how do they enforce building a semi-automatic firearm? Like, how do they enforce it? Does I mean, well, they'll have to test it in some way to make yeah. sure that it actually applies, right? So someone would have to say yes. You'd have to appoint somebody. Like, could you imagine, like, the Office of, of Firearm Testing to prove that they actually work, yeah. right? Imagine all the oh, bureaucracy. You'd have to build the right mess. That's part Crazy. of this. Um so in so this would require mandate that future gas operated handgun or gun designs must be approved before they can be manufactured for civilian use. What? Wow. Yeah. So it'd have to go through a bureaucratic nightmare of red yeah. tape mm -hmm. to become to get granted. Do you think somebody could be bribed in that situation to get all their favorite contracts? You think that would ever happen in government? You you want you want to watch your head explode? They claim no. <laughs> that this that this protects your Second Amendment rights. They say the Go Safe Act protects Americans' constitutional rights 
to own a gun based on a firearm's established use for self-defense, hunting, or sporting purposes. So all these guns we just talked about are banned. <laughs> all these guns are banned. And it protects her. Because right. they've decided right. that they don't, that the other guns don't have an established use for self-defense, hunting, or sporting purposes. Even though every design, AR-15 included, there are examples of it being used for self-defense, hunting, and sporting right. purposes. Yeah. I would argue that almost nearly every caliber of a diverse make have been used in self-defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. every 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 conceivable caliber has probably been used in self-defense. Yeah. Yes. Nobody would be able to dispute that, right? I mean, it, every style of gun can be used for self-defense, except for yeah. maybe like a giant desert eagle, but I mean it sends a message if you're carrying around a honker like that, you know. Concealment's everything, but they're saying that they are protecting your Second Amendment rights by by making sure that all of your magazines must be permanently fixed, so they cannot accept a detachable high capacity magazine. Do Do you feel like your Second Amendment rights are being protected? <laughs> I feel like they're really do under they attack. Really? Yeah. I, I I don't believe this. Uh, I mean, this isn't just gaslighting. This is pure lies. <laughs> it's complete lies. Complete lies. Get rid of large capacity magazines, which they de define as anything above 10. Um, totally arbitrary. Like, arbitrary. somebody just picked 10? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can barely hold 8 in a 1911, but whatever. Um, it, will force, it will force mass shooters to reload their guns more frequently, giving people time to flee. What a load of absolute and what happens if you shit. find yourself in a self-defense situation against too many people and you need to reload well then you die you die one of my favorite scenarios to try to run people through is what we see in the news have you ever been stuck on a highway you can't yep. go backwards you suddenly mm -hmm. can't go forwards because a bunch of crazy people are in front of you and how many times in our old gig did we play the video of the guy who pointed his ak yeah. At the guy's car during yeah. one of these protests. Right. He, and the, I, the, he was convicted. The driver was convicted in Texas. Yeah. Because yeah. somebody took a deadly weapon, pointed it to him. And now you've got 30 people outside of there that want to harm you. Not even not even just that video. Think of all the videos where people pulled up to to, to intersections. The mob starts banging on their windows mm -hmm. and they hit the gas to get away and they run someone over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, now they go after the driver, say, you're a murderer. Mm -hmm. Like, what? what's he supposed to be? He's supposed to sit at that intersection, let them break the glass, and drag him out and beat him to death? Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's what, what they what, expect. What, 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 what was, it? Expect. was it? Was it the Rodney King that that happened in uh, in California with the truck Rodney driver? King? You know what I'm talking, you know what I'm yeah, talking Rodney about? King. The, the riots. Not Rodney King. That was, um, were you talking about the 1990s? Because there was an incident where a truck driver, Rodney King, was pulled out by police and he was... He was Reginald beaten. Denny, the 1992 okay. LA riots. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, the Rodney King riots. Mm -hmm. um, so he was a truck driver who was just pulled from his truck and, and beaten. Yeah, it was pretty damning video. I mean, it was... Yeah. It set off some stuff, man. And it did. And that was a scary time. I remember watching that live every day on the news uh, before there was even like cable news cycle. The, that was on all the time. And it was it was crazy. The thing is, that's where we got rooftop Koreans and stuff. Damn. like that. No, because we, need, we need more roof Koreans. 
Yeah, it was it was <laughs> wild because th- there was total madness going on, looting. City was burning. I mean, it was just not. It was crazy, and it, what's crazy is that people forget about this stuff so quickly. I mean, LA was on fire. Yeah, it was wild, and there were people saying at that time that they had spent more to try to protect themselves than ever before because they realized they needed it. Because you never know when society begins to collapse around you, or even your government becomes so corrupt that you have to protect yourself. Now that I'm saying that there's a revolution happening, but that's why you do. Koreans. Sorry, I'm just putting up some rooftop Koreans as you're talking about it. And it's it's wild, man, because they were going to protect their property, and they're Americans, and they had a right to bear arms. That was the most American thing they could have done, you know? Yeah. And I'm proud to call them fellow Americans for doing it, right? I mean, wouldn't you want to protect your livelihood, your family, what you own from a mob that just wants to take it from you? Remember the Westerns of old when they were the bad guys, the people that protected themselves with the good guys, but the bottom line is that everybody had a gun. Yeah. And that was the only way. I mean, the old adage is it's your stuff if you can keep it. Imagine when somebody comes to take what you have. Was it your stuff? it it is, it is stuff? it is i worked yeah. for it so then what does it mean when they say that it would create an optional buyback program is it your stuff how can the government buy something back if they didn't give it to you to begin with i hate this this I hate the term i hate the term see that this like oh like buyback just is nasty did you see call. the buyback that happened in san antonio did that reach you <laughs> Tell me, I don't know. Oh, oh, was you it know, funny? Was you know all the guys that that show up on like Demolition Ranch. Yeah, Demolition Ranch is not far from San Antonio. He's up in like Hill Country. Um, so there's lots of YouTubers in the San Antonio area who have FFLs. They showed up to buy the guns in in line, like on the sidewalks, and the police tried to get them to go, and they knew the law, and they had actually studied the uh, the zoning and everything, and they said, no, we're on an easement. You can tell that because there's power lines, there's there's spray paint on the ground for water wow. lines. This is an easement, so no, you can't tell us to go away. And they were buying guns off of people. And apparently, that there, apparently, is... there was a full auto Uzi turned in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Could you Glad imagine he got that, that just floating two, out there? He, he got that $200 gift card to the grocery store. Really worth it. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That's just showing up at one of those. Like somebody's rolling yeah. out there with a whole lot of Uzi mags. It's just yeah. kind of weird, but I mean, and, it's a brilliant idea. I, I mean, imagine what. But let's. This is what always pisses me off. That full auto Uzi is as regulated as possible. Mm-hmm. The oh, yeah. gun buyback was not run by the police. It was run by an organization. That organization did not undergo a background check. For that transfer. Wait. Just, this, th- 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 just think about this. No, no. The law has never been applied to back to buybacks. It should be when you have, especially when you have buybacks in states that require universal background checks. This happened in Colorado right after yeah. they passed the universal background check law in 2013, 2014. Yeah. Uh, Boulder wanted to do a buyback, a buyback yeah. and they actually were halted because the law didn't even allow police to accept a transfer. Wow. Without a background check. So they'd wow. have to be doing a background check every time, which that starts getting expensive yeah. and takes a lot of time. People don't want to sit there for 30 minutes, hour, however long it was taking back then. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around an NFA item, a machine gun, being transferred to a non-FFL 
and not being taken by police in a law enforcement capacity as evidence, being transferred, given over, that's a felony. It is. Anybody, that group, that organization has co- yes. committed a felony. Any person who touched and transferred that weapon, yeah. Yeah. the person who delivered it, the person who accepted it, the person who put it in the car, the person who because drove it. This isn't like, oh, I'm bringing my buddy to the range to go shoot my suppressor, shoot my machine yeah. gun. This is built on the premise of, I am giving this to you now. This is yours now. Yeah. And it's you, sanctioned yeah. by the state. Yeah. So how many of these other organizations are there just picking up firearms yeah. in these buyback programs? And then what happens to the firearm? Oh, they melt them down. Okay. I mean, they melt them like, down and, and, and they turn it into bullshit art. That's where all that yeah. garbage stuff comes from. Yeah. yeah th- there were there. I, I watched a couple of the videos of the San Antonio buyback. There were cops who were getting very uncomfortable with just melting down some of the guns based on their historical significance and their rarity. Yeah. Yeah. where they started talking to each other about how can we get some of these guns out of there, which is really just shorthand for the department wants the Uzi. <laughs> yeah. The department well, wants to play with the Uzi. And if you, you know, you've got a good local police department, wouldn't you want yeah. them to have some, some yeah. hardware in case yeah. it was needed? That, that's where the black lives matter defund the police stuff runs into conflict with the gun control that only the police should have the heavy machinery, the heavy, the heavy weapons. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, just better in private hands. Or maybe we make it so object items like that are no longer required to have some sort of odd background check or yeah. we just have a right to own it. There's one there's it's one too- more thing I want I want to call attention to in this bill. And this is actually from their fact sheet. They describe that the bill yeah. will prevent yeah. unlawful modifications. A permissible firearms. A permissible firearms. So that is bullshit. Because the way that's written makes it sound like right now it's okay to make a modification that's unlawful, right? That, that's how it's written. What, what, what the law does is it makes the modifications unlawful. It doesn't prevent unlawful modifications because the way it's written suggests that without this law, there's nothing to stop unlawful modifications. Well, I just can't go and turn my gun into a fully automatic weapon. No, you can't yeah. go and, you can't go and uh, make a magazine detachable anymore but that's required for me to operate the firearm in a safe and reliable manner in its intended use listen i agree with you i completely agree with you max this is wild yeah pardon me on that this needs to be this this is already settled though like if we actually think about this this is already settled the case that this that got to the supreme court and the Supreme Court upheld as you have the right to own a handgun or a firearm, which I write about in my book, um, was Heller versus D.C. Heller versus District of Columbia. Dick Heller was the lead plaintiff, right? So yeah. this is from a book that detailed it. And I, I, I won't read it all. People can pause it if they want to read it. But basically what happened was he won this major Supreme Court case that said you have the right to own a handgun. Yeah. And what did he go and do? He went and tried to register his semi-automatic handgun. So oh. he was the lead plaintiff of the case. And he said, the state's not letting me buy a gun, a handgun. The Supreme Court says, yep, you're right. They're wrong. You have the right to own that handgun. The whole time he was talking about a semi-automatic handgun. Wow. To argue that the Supreme Court didn't intend 
to protect the right to own a, a semi-automatic handgun when that was his intended, explicitly laid out purpose, it's hogwash. This guy, no longer with us. His name's Otis McDonald. Mm -hmm. He was the lead plaintiff of a case that followed up Heller called McDonald versus City of Chicago. And mm. in Chicago, Chicago had a similar ban on handguns, I believe in public housing. Interesting. He had a shotgun, but he said, you know what? I can't manage that shotgun in my home. It's too long a barrel. I want a handgun. Save Chicago said, no, you can't. Supreme Court stepped in and said, no, the Second Amendment applies to the states just as much as it applies to the federal government. Mm -hmm. Well, we know from Otis McDonald's interviews that he filed this lawsuit with the intent to purchase a 1911 11. model 45 caliber semi-automatic pistol because he had served in the military and he became, yeah. became comfortable using it. So here we have the two cases dealing with you have the right to own a gun that the state can't tell you no, cities can't tell you no, mm -hmm. and the federal government can't tell you no. And both of the lead plaintiffs, their whole intent was to be able to buy a semi-automatic gun. Wow. And the Supreme Court says you have that right as an individual. And now Congress, now the Democrats in Congress are come, stepping in to try and say, oh, no, that's not what they, they, they clearly didn't mean that. You have no right to have this technology, which is bogus. It's bogus. So we have judicial precedents from the Supreme Court saying that you have a right to this gun and they still want to ban it. The Supreme Court didn't explicitly deal with the semi-automatic, though the dissents from the from the libs on the bench did mm -hmm. deal with semi-automatic issues. The Supreme Court didn't say you have the right to own a semi-automatic, but the plaintiffs, plaintiffs who came forward yeah. said, my rights being violated, I want to buy a gun, they won't let me. Supreme Court said you have to let them, and then immediately after, they went and got semi-automatics. The, the, delinea the, the line, it, it's, it's easy to, to connect A and B. Yeah. A and B. Right. And what enrages me, I, I, I gave you a heads up so we could have share sharing time, is that the technology, semi-automatic technology, is being presented as something unusual and dangerous. Yeah. When, as I was showing you, the earliest patents for semi-automatic handguns, rifles, yeah. and shotguns stretch into the 1880s. Prototypes that may have been even earlier as they were experimenting with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We and have this. prototypes. We have prototypes for machine guns before smokeless powder was even invented. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were hand cranked automatic yeah, yeah, weapons yeah. that you yeah. could own. People had cannons. Yeah. <laughs> the American Revolution was built on yeah. people making our own guns so we could free ourselves from the crown. Yeah. Max. This is a hundred plus years old. Everything about this would be completely and utterly illegal. Too much of a trigger? Are, are we going to start looking at the poundage? Are we going to start looking at the calibers of, of every handgun that's ever existed? And the answer is yes. And this is simple stuff, guys. This is not the fanciest of weapons out there. This is an even expensive gun. Here's, here's a Soviet well copy. Soviet copy. Yeah. <laughs> you would not be able to own this. Every gun, every rifle, uh, you would be back to the pre-semi-automatic or the the pre-case ammo age, right? You'd have to go back to to ball and powder 
you would have yeah. to go to shotguns. You'd have to manually load one at a time. And if, you know, let's say like some sort of enemy came over your border and started attacking you, because that never happens, hasn't happened in months, yeah. you would want a weapon that you could protect yourself against 100 people. Yeah. I would want that because I'm yeah. not going out with this weapon going after 100 people. You know, it is only the, the most sick and depraved and small percentage of population that does. And there's other reasons that happens. And it's because we failed them with their mental health. Yeah. I just... So it's not our fault. Does it make any sense to you how Congress could even think they could step in and say... Every piece of firearm technology invented over the past 150 years is just too dangerous for the American people. Like, can you think of, imagine if they applied that to any other part of our society. Like, like the, the combustion engine, it's just too dangerous. Yeah, you have no right dangerous. to own it. Well, what about alcohol? All those people die from yeah. it. It's just too dangerous for you to have. That argument yeah. can be made, right? Or yeah. uh, let's pick um, something a little more benign. What about cash? What if cash is just too dangerous because too many bad people are using it to do things that we can't monitor and watch? Oh, or, or what about like the kill switch in cars they want to put in twenty twenty five? Would that would that be the same thing? And this is government. These are the people who say they're telling us how to live instead of us telling them how we we are living and what to live. That's disgusting about this whole thing. It's it's it's. I don't have enough words describe how awful i think this is i mean it's repugnant i'd yeah. go with that one this whole this one is i i'd go with that i it would make every american walking a criminal 4-h clubs if your kid had a shotgun that's uh, that's a semi-automatic browning shotgun browning 105 beautiful gun i know people that own them. they still make it do you know do you know when it was first designed Oh, uh, uh, 1879. Okay. This is John Moses Browning. Browning, yeah. The American godfather of many different firearm designs. Oh, yeah. I always laugh when people see pictures of me or I'm on video with my finger too close to a trigger. And like, oh, no, rule number one, don't put your finger on the trigger. If it was good enough for Papa Browning. <laughs> it was good it's good enough for all of us like we can know that the gun's not loaded and not have to yeah. be like oh look how straight my finger is right. calm down everyone calm down let let papa brown and cook right um but there that, that's a black and white photograph of john moses browning it's holding brown. a semi-automatic shotgun that he designed in 1898 why is it that we should just that something that was legal mm useful used and owned by six to seven generations of americans should just be suddenly declared too dangerous but the world's more dangerous than the gun max i mean i i see threats everywhere these days yeah which He's is not scary. Even the oldest his isn't even the oldest this Wait. Is an 1885 design for a semi-automatic and automatic rifle <laughs> designed by Ferdinand Manlicker. Yeah, I don't have one of those designs, but I do have. I, I did. I do have a bolt-action rifle that he designed, uh, wow. Steyr M95 Manlicker. 
And his basically claim to fame is that most bolts, you have to flip the bolt up and then pull it back. He had a straight pull design for the bolt. And once you de design that for a bolt action rifle, it isn't that hard to design a way for it to automatically go straight back every time the gun is fired. So that's what he designed, 1885, before smokeless powder, wow. black powder, machine guns. Oh, Why should smokiest thing? This is eight generations ago. Yeah. Why is it too dangerous? Now, when we had people running around in the 1880s with this stuff. Well, Max, I were they're like 20 years from the Civil War. Did they go to their local um hardware store? Like when did they fill their background checkout for that? Didn't, didn't, didn't. And well, that's that's the crazy part about all of this. The Supreme Court says in order for gun control to be constitutional, you have to prove there was an analog, something similar at either the time of the founding when the Constitution mm -hmm. was ratified or when the 14th Amendment was ratified just after the Civil War. So not only can they not find any evidence of states, cities, Congress, anyone uh -huh. showing alarm at this technology coming down the pike just two decades after the Civil War. Mm -hmm. They can't find any evidence for the last, up until 1994. It was unregulated. Interesting. Interesting. So let me get this right. I used to be able to get a Thompson sub, uh, Thompson machine gun with 45 caliber out of a, a catalog and have it delivered mm -hmm. to my house. And it wasn't too dangerous thing. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. And that was in, what, 19... Oh, gosh, I want to say it was just after World War One when that model came out because they ended up using it in World War Two, right? But it wasn't dangerous then, right? No. So what's the difference between now and then? I mean, what, what well, has changed? It's, Democrats don't want you to have it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. So you... But remember, they want the government to keep having it. They say that these are man okay. killers okay. and that there's no purpose other than to kill innocent people. So that's why only the government should have it. But what... What, what business is the government in where they need to kill people with guns? Because I'm not in the business of doing that. I'm just in the business of protecting myself. So is the government engaged in the business of killing people? It, it, even if we want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they aren't, it's mm -hmm. very clear that the authors of this bill want them to be. <laughs> yeah, because if you're the only one with the guns, are you typically the one that makes the rules? And if someone says no, do you, ha, ha, I mean, and someone then tells you you have to, how, how do you protect yourself from that? There's a fight. I don't want to get, I don't, I don't want to keep dragging back to it, but I, yeah. in researching for this, it, I, it was very amusing. There isn't a direct answer for who invented the semi-automatic firearm. A bunch of people were patenting very similar things all at the same time. And, and they all claim that they were the first. Hero Maxim, a firearm manufacturer in Britain, filed this patent in 1883 for a magazine rifle in which the recoil is utilized for storing up force to prepare the arm for the next discharge. And he basically applied it to a Winchester rifle yeah. a two, with a tubular magazine. 1883. Hero Maxim, we can all celebrate that name because he is one of the men who helped design the car muffler. He was very into oh. making things quieter. He also 
design these bad boys suppressors. Oh. His Maxim silencer, you can notice, incorporated the same type of baffle technology that you'll find on modern. The modern baffles are better, but he came up with it, and he did a very good job, and he sold a bunch of them. Well, did he talk about his tax stamp? Did he did he did he do the background check? Predates it. Predates it. But then, why did I have to fill one out? I don't know. But this is old technology, right? And it's it not very dangerous. old technology. Very old technology. But it's, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out here why is it too dangerous for me to have them? I don't it's know. old. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they don't have an answer. Use, right? They don't have, yeah, oh, yeah. There's hundreds of thousands, millions of suppressors in the United States. That's what people, I almost don't want to tell the, lib, the libs this because they don't know. Yeah. They don't know just how common these things are. Yeah, yeah. I and will say, what? though, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Hiram Maxim and his muffler technology because that technology has given us one of the best local news segments ever to be recorded. This is, of course, the woo-woos. The latest rage for kids is driving parents and entire neighborhoods crazy. Have you seen it's this called before? a whistle tip, and it's welded inside no, the car's no muffler idea. to make the car screechingly loud. For- a whistle tip that they were welding inside of the mufflers of cars to make them obnoxiously loud. Nearly a mile. Well, tomorrow night, Oakland residents will be complaining officially the city hall of California. Of course, Oakland. Live in Oakland this evening, Mark. Well, Pam, city residents have been told this noise is perfectly legal. So tomorrow, they hope to start the process to change the law. Nearly every muffler shop in Oakland is installing Whistler tips. It's a piece of metal welded inside the exhaust pipes that makes the car audible for almost a mile. Tell me about the whistles. The whistles go woo! Anybody that has it in their neighborhood is going to be totally driven crazy. It sounds like rusty. Well, you want to woo woo! Woo woo! You know what I'm saying? Then you got the flows. They didn't trip out the flow masses. And decoration, man. It's just yeah. for decoration. That's, That's it. it. That's all, man. Her. We do it for decoration. You have it on your car? Yeah, I got it on my car. It was being installed woo, woo. on their car. Roxanne Brun says the high-pitched tone, like the squeal of a bar train that doesn't stop, is keeping her awake at night. Police have told her it is legal. They think it's a fad. It's going to go away. It's not going away. (laughs) It's driving you nuts. It's driving me nuts. I work at home. I can't concentrate when it goes on for, for, you know, hours. Some, Some neighbors are saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. He's supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody, and so that's like an alarm clock. Woo woo! Bob Rob and Little Sis were proud to show it off. Some Oakland residents were complaining about the noisemakers Tuesday night at the city council meeting. Until the law changes, Marcelo Cabrera says he will keep installing them. Do you want it in your neighborhood? No, I won't. I want, but that's what they want. And you know, my business is sell the pipes, so I have to sell whatever they want. And whatever people want, I'll sell it. <laughs> and- America. You've never America. seen that? You've never seen woo woo? Oh, this is the first. I enjoyed every moment of that. It just made Friday perfect. <laughs> They're supposed to be up making breakfast anyway. It's like an alarm <laughs> clock. Woo woo. 
So thank oh. you, Hero Maxim, inventor of the firearm suppressor, for also giving us the automobile muffler so that we could eventually get whistle tips. <laughs> I, I generally think that, you know, I like the way my silence or suppressor prevents my ears from really ringing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and if, you know, if you were smart, you could just leave it next to you at night. That way, if you ever had to go to it to protect yourself, it's quiet. Yeah. That was actually one of the reasons that Hiram Maxim invented it. Mm. His father had hearing damage from firearm use. And he yeah. wanted to invent something wow. that wouldn't, you wouldn't experience that. You could save people's hearing. It, was, it ended up being too late for his father. But um, that was really the, one of the driving forces behind this. And he knew he could make money with it, obviously. Well, um, well Max, <laughs> if one person can be saved hearing problems by putting a suppressor on a yeah. firearm... Then it's worth it. that one life yeah. being saved from ah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> from from having to to have damaged hearing. Imagine all the people from the military if their weapons just had had yeah. suppressors on the end of them. All I, of that money. I, I, and you wouldn't be seeing those commercials, saved. those three M no. settlement commercials. No, were you deployed in Iraq and did you use three yeah. M ear ear earbuds? Yeah. Right. You might be entitled to a cash award. Right. I mean. If it was just one person whose hearing gets saved, it should be allowed to happen. Yeah. We need this. Let's change. Let, <laughs> we should start a like a five hundred one three C where we're like uh, like a you know save the hearing, yeah. <laughs> you know save the ears. Well, there there, well, there, there are there are or, there are organizations that are like hunters organizations that are mm -hmm. to try and legalize suppressor usage for hunting. Because the number one complaint about hunting is that people don't like hearing guns going off in their in their communities. Well, that goes away if you use suppressors. Yeah. And, and they're one of the leading proponents behind the Hearing Protection Act, which would deregulate suppressors. It, it is. Why does the government think it needs to criminalize control things that I'm entitled to? A total right. I mean, all that, Max, this isn't about whether these things are dangerous it's about who controls access to, to to these tools monopoly who who gets the monopoly on the use of force yeah and it should never be the government it should never be the government because any government that, that becomes that powerful becomes that corrupt that quickly right they would have absolute power over their population absolute yeah. power without anybody being able to mount a defense but it's just not whether a, a crooked government comes after you like I always like to say, if somebody were to come over the border or is close to you that wants to take this all away and you're the law-abiding citizen who gives it all up and only the criminals, therefore, have the guns, you're screwed. Yeah. Like every your whole way of living goes away if you can't protect it. And you got to decide if you want that. And I also think this is one of those laws that is so unjust that, that I mean, this would be a reason to stop paying taxes and, and just yeah. tell them enough is enough. We're, we're done. Like, we're, we're not going to fund you anymore. They, I mean, they're already reckless with our money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to oh, have no. total control over our finances, our money. And, our... <clears throat> and listen, is this is this going to pass right now? Probably not. No. Unless, uh, But they did just I kick out uh, Congressman Santos. They did they just did. kick him yeah. out. So the Republicans are actively now reducing their majority. So... Actually, today, this bill is more likely to pass than it was yesterday. Yeah. But this is what the Democrats have said they will pass if they control the House, the Senate, and the White House. And realize that the only reason they don't 
control the House right now is like a six-vote majority, seven-vote majority. I don't even know how much it is now that Santos is gone um, for the Republicans. So it only takes half a dozen, six, seven, eight Republicans to jump ship or not show up, and a bill like this could technically pass. This, we have to remain vigilant. Yeah. It's been said that the cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. And that has ne- is never more true than when we're talking about the Second Amendment and your gun rights. Mm-hmm. Yes, I wish during the Trump administration we would have moved the ball forward in, in expanding our rights and expanding our protections and rolling back gun control. But Donald Trump did a very good job with the exception of bump stocks, which I'll never forgive him for. <laughs> At least on that. Yeah, you, um, you stuck to that one. Yeah, no, of course yeah. I will. Especially because it's been ruled unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, he did a very good job of, at the very least, preventing bills like the one we just covered from being pushed through, which absolutely would have happened if a Hillary Clinton had control of both houses, oh, both chambers. I can only imagine what it looked like today. But it only, they only need to get it right once. They only need to catch you sleeping once. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of this and pressuring your, your representatives, your congressmen, your senators, every time they put a bill like this out. Because they're counting on eventually they'll catch you sleeping, and you can't let them do. You can't let it happen. So even if you see a bill like this, and you say, you know, I don't think it's going to pass. You have to let your voice be heard. NRA is not going to do it on your behalf anymore. Uh-uh. You got to let your voice be heard. Contact your congressman. Contact your senators. Contact everyone. Anyone yeah. who will listen, and don't threaten them, but issue a very stern, solemn promise that if they go down this route of something flagrantly unconstitutional, they will no longer hold any position of authority. I'll give you the final word. Losing your right to bear arms is a mistake you only get to make once. Never make the mistake. Because if you do, it's... The only way to get it back is usually... Well, it's back. And I don't want to ever be accused of calls to violence. So let's never get to a point where we feel like we have to rebel. But... If you do, yeah. fight to win. That line you just said comes from a very famous Ninth Circuit court ruling. Judge Kaczynski, who said just what you said, that the right of the people is the right of the people, and you don't get a do-over if you lose your rights. You do not get a do-over. Well, that, this seems like a good place to wrap it up. That's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, we're, we try and do things like this, do deep dives, explain things, use a little show and tell to explain how things work, why they work the way they work. If you like this podcast, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button up top. Really easy. Comment, comment, comment. Also, Link. check out the links in the description. We, we try to make this as audio friendly as possible. So whether you watch this live or not, you can set it up to auto download, and that helps us prove our numbers for advertisers. Very, very helpful. Those links are in the description. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And I am Josh Hammerling. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back the country is not over yet, obviously. But the only way we win is if we all step and fight together. Have a good weekend. See ya.